Welcome once again to the Dynasty of Dads weekly podcast. The goal of this podcast is for dads to share their experiences and stories to help us be better parents together. I am your host, Bearded Brian, and I'm really excited for tonight's episode. It's titled Dad Humor. And we have a very, very special guest joining us that I am super excited to uh, introduce in a few moments. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the art of the dad joke, along with just why humor is so important to have in your ha- in your household. So without further ado, let's sit back, relax, and be better parents together. Welcome to the Dynasty of Dads podcast. I am your host, Bearded Brian, and I am honored that uh, you guys are joining us. If you're joining us live on YouTube, welcome. The chat is now open so you can start joining the conversation. If you're listening to the podcast recording, remember, you can join the conversation too. Uh, You have two options. You can go to anchor.fm slash dynasty of dads and you can submit a voice message, which we can then play on air and uh, communicate that way. Or you can always email us, and I would strongly encourage you to do so. We'd love to hear back from you guys, dynastyofdads at gmail.com. But I do have a really important announcement that the Dynasty of Dads podcast has officially started a Patreon. So our podcast will still remain free, obviously, but now we're adding some new perks to the experience, including additional behind-the-scenes photos, blog posts, And the feature that I'm most excited to announce is our new Discord chat. So as I mentioned in the intro, our goal is to help us learn from each other. So this is going to be a VIP chat that joining the Patreon you'll get access to. You can interact with each other. You can interact with us and uh, ask us any questions. And all proceeds, 100% of the proceeds is going to go right back to the podcast and help us make more content because obviously running a podcast is not free and we want to be able to uh, continue this uh, for you guys. Now, one of the featured levels of the Patreon is going to be live access to YouTube. So this is going to be our last public YouTube live. And for now on, you sign up for the Patreon. It goes as low as $2 a month. It's super easy. It's just a fun, easy way to help support the podcast. And then you will have access to the YouTube uh, live episode every Wednesday night, and you can be one of the VIPs that joins the conversation. So please check it out, patreon.com slash dynasty of dads. And speaking of us, I am honored to welcome, as always, my uh, really good friend and co-host, Zach, a.k.a. Zach, the girl dad. What's up, my man? Hey, man. I'm just trying to survive week to week. How are you doing? I'm very good. Very good. Thank you so much. And uh, as I mentioned, we do have a really special guest uh, tonight. He is arguably the TikTok king of dad jokes. Lev, a.k.a. the real Lev Stark, is joining us today. He is a dad of three boys, 13, 17, and 20. He grew up in Los Angeles and raised his family there. In his real life, Lev runs two private high schools and created a successful summer camp for children ages 3 to 13. Lev, what's up? And thank you so much for joining me. No problem. It's a pleasure. Look, I, I, I was really intimidated about coming on board because I typically don't have a beard. So I've been working hard on growing a beard <laughs> so I could fit in with you guys. Because, uh, 
Being a dad and having a beard is an absolute necessity to join us on this podcast. So thank you for putting that extra okay. time and effort I did. in. I can't, I can't promise how long it's going to last, but I got it for now. So I don't know if you've listened to much of the podcast, but we always start with asking, uh, how was your dad week? So, uh, Zach, we'll start with you. How was your dad week? Uh, my dad week has definitely gotten a lot better recently. Uh, so... Uh, for all the y'all that don't know, we still have a, a, well, I guess she's not considered a newborn anymore when she's over a month old, but uh, yeah, we, we have a one month old in the house. Uh, she has finally gotten to where she only wakes up for one feeding per night. So um, I get to sleep the majority in the night and then uh, I get up early with her. So Taylor can sleep in a little bit, but yeah, it's, it, it's starting to get a little bit better. Not having near as many headaches or migraines. Cause I can get some sleep in. Uh, but yeah, other than that, haven't really had much going on other than the fact that we are finally getting over some colds. Our daughters have had some colds and it's just been constant. Daddy, wipe my nose. Daddy, wipe my nose all day long. Oh, man. Uh, Lev, how about you? How was your dad week going? So my dad week is pretty interesting. Um, I, I have a 167 month old. Uh, so I guess that makes him almost uh, 14. <laughs> and, uh, I'm impressed that you were able to do that math so quickly. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, uh, I surprised him. I had a business trip to Miami, and I didn't tell him he was coming along. I asked him to help me bring my luggage into the airport. He had no idea I had a boarding pass for him. And as for getting to security, I said, you know, why don't you come with me all the way to the gate? He goes, I, I can't go to the gate. I don't have a ticket. I'm like, come on, I'll get you through. And uh, And I got him through. And he's like, wait a minute, am I going to Miami? I'm like, yeah, you're going to Miami, baby. So that is uh, awesome. Yeah, we took him to Miami. <laughs> That's a great way to surprise Surprise me. trip to Miami. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll do things like that sometimes. I'll just go pick up my kids like, and take them to Disneyland when they're open uh, and do surprise things like that for my kids. So so did you pack his clothes for him so, so that he had uh, clothes? So or? the answer is, yeah, thankfully, uh, he's a typical 13-year-old. So I can find his clothes pretty much anywhere on the floor in my home. And uh, we were able to put together a couple of days worth of clothing, put it in the suitcase. Yeah, I, I, I fully packed for him. Lev, I want to uh, get right into... TikTok, as I mentioned, uh, Zach and I met on TikTok and then I fell in love with your content on there. I have to say, I don't know if you've been inspired by like British comedy and dry humor, but I'm a huge like Mighty Python fan and stuff like that. And just your delivery, the jokes are funny, but man, it, it is your delivery that really sells it. And I absolutely love it. I look forward to any time your videos come up on my uh, For You page. So how did you get started on TikTok? Uh, so in November of 2019, I was visiting my uh, my oldest son, who's doing a gap year um, uh, between college and high school. And um, and he told me about this thing called TikTok. Now, I've been on social media forever. And uh, I logged on. I thought it was pretty funky and uh, I enjoyed content. And I realized that, uh, you know, the algorithm was giving me the stuff that I wanted to see. And I was enjoying it. And I, I was making content really for all my followers. And at the time, my followers were my two oldest children. And that was it. So I'd make these videos for them. And they were silly and they were, they were goofy. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, March came along and COVID was hitting hard and the lockdowns were going down and, uh, and the atmosphere and the air was thick and heavy and, uh, and dour. And I said, you know, we got, I, I like to deflect with humor. So I started to make content that was humor-based that was more for uh, public consumption. 
And my hope is that people would enjoy and appreciate my style of humor. My goal was to get a thousand followers because then, then you could go live. I didn't know what that meant to go live, but I just knew I couldn't do it until I got a thousand people who, who thought my <laughs> yeah. stuff was funny. So I, I don't like being told not to, I can't do something. So my goal was to get a thousand followers. And, and my son, to, uh, uh, um, the real Michael Starka, Michael B. Starka on, on TikTok is the one who really helped me out uh, and, and navigating the whole TikTok thing. And, uh, and uh, shortly thereafter, we got our thousand followers. And, uh, and uh, ever since it's been, I'm, I'm at 146,000 now. Uh, it's a totally different universe. Uh, I never anticipated there were that, that many people who were who were downright sick who understood my sense of humor. <laughs> I didn't think that many people existed. Uh, is, you know, my, my my style is to say ridiculous, stupid things with a straight face, as if that's just normal. Um, and uh, and it is on the delivery. But the truth of the matter is that I, I like to laugh and I like to giggle, and uh, and I have to do my takes over and over again because. I think these jokes are hysterically funny. Otherwise, I wouldn't be making them. Uh, and many times I did them just for myself because I thought they were funny and stupid. And uh, and then uh, it seems to resonate and people are really enjoying it. So I'm, I'm having fun with it. Speaking of live, you were sharing a story before we went live about one of your lives driving in the car. Can you share that story again? Sure. Yeah. So I was, I was driving around Los Angeles and uh, I was uh, with my oldest son and he was driving. And I, and I, I do live sometimes in the car uh, while he's driving and we just do like a tour of Los Angeles and and we hear honking and sure enough we look over and there's a car with uh, a, a, a bunch of girls in it who are waving like this because they're watching my live while they're <laughs> driving by and, and they and they caught up to where we were and figured out that that's we were in that car uh, I've had a couple weird weird things go on with uh, because of TikTok so it, it's been a lot of fun that's the truth it's been a lot of fun that is too funny um, before we continue on I forgot to mention how my dad week was um, we my family and I took our daughter uh, mini golfing it was her second time mini golfing but admittedly the first time she was like an infant and we just had her on my like carrier on my chest um but this was the first time she's like two and a half and the first time she was actually able to swing a club and participate and um it, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast but those milestones of stuff that your children weren't able to do yesterday and now all of a sudden they can do i really enjoy going through those experiences and so that was mine this week is uh playing mini golf with uh, my daughter and family that was uh that was a lot of fun uh now on to the main point of uh tonight's episode everyone loves a good dad joke tonight we wanted to discuss the art of dad jokes along with why humor is so important for your household let's face it there is nothing better than the sound of your own children's laughter uh we love telling dad jokes uh and we wanted to provide some advice and guidance on how to be a little bit more fun and silly with your kids. Uh, as you can tell, we like to have some fun and be silly with our children, but that doesn't come naturally for every parent. And so part of this podcast is we were hoping to maybe share some insight on how you can uh, just let your hair down, so to speak, and uh, be a little uh, funnier and have some fun. So if you have your favorite dad jokes, email us. Once again, dynastyofdads at gmail.com. We'll maybe uh, feature those. But let's jump into earlier my favorite segment. Lev, I feel like you have to uh, kick us off. 
Oh, okay, so so a, a, dad, a dad joke to be a true dad joke has got to be a groaner. It's got to be something that, that that makes your your kid go, "Come on, dad," and and it's really got to embarrass them, especially if they're with their friends. And that's what's really important because because if you do a good dad joke, you know you're gonna end up putting your kids in therapy, and you can and you can really gauge the success of your parenthood <laughs> based on the therapy bills your kids have later in life. And so my goal is is to rack up those therapy bills for my teenage kids and for my adult children at this time. And that's how I that's how I gauge my success. So it's all about the Groaner and about the fun. So, so one of the things I would always tell, uh, do things for my kids, like you know, like uh, how come you don't see elephants hiding in trees? I'm like, why, Dad? Because they're really good at it. <laughs> now, that's ridiculously stupid. Okay, that's stupid. I like right? it. I like it. You know, I why are uh, alligator. Why are why are alligators so flat? Because what? they don't see the elephants jumping out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid groaners. Uh, in post-production, I add a little, like, ba -dum on these jokes. I think I'm going to have to get, like, a groan soundtrack instead. Exactly. But, uh, I like, think that's the way to go for these. Uh, so I'll I go mean, aw, Dad. I'll, I'll go next. Uh, my uh, dad joke of the week. Why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he never lands. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> groan. Grubble, grubble. Come on, Dad. <laughs> All right, Zach, you're up. All right, so why are elevator jokes so classic and good? Why? Because they work on so many levels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wah, wah, groan, groan. Uh, so those of you that are in the chat, you can vote for your favorite, or I don't know if favorite means the worst or the best, but... Uh, um, but as always, when I pick a topic and uh, I wanted to make it about dad humor, I try to do a little bit of research to get us started. I found a really great article that I really enjoyed from a find a fineparent.com, A-F-I-N-E parent.com. Uh, and they had a good intro that I thought would be a good segue into the conversation. It started, does being playful and silly come naturally to you? It didn't for me, not at first, but I'm getting through it and getting better. My children are always very active and full of energy. Their extreme enthusiasm would leave me becoming more serious as I felt the need to keep the balance in the family so we don't turn into utter chaos. But a while ago, we suffered a loss in the family. Since then, I have made it my personal goal to enjoy life as much as possible and to cut loose with my kids as best I can. We do have an important job to shape our children, but I want to have fun while doing it. And, and I loved that intro. So jumping right in, Lev, let's start with you. What role did humor have in raising your, your boys? Yeah, so, so I'll tell you my role model for that was my father. My father was was a very serious, he was an accountant. It doesn't get more boring than that. But at home, he was a goofy guy. And we, he would show us movies on these, on these Super 8 uh, um, reels. They had no sound and he would do all the voices of, of the Keystone Cops or, or, uh, or, you know, Laurel and Hardy, things like all the, he would do all the voices himself. And, and he was such a goofy guy. Uh, um, and it was so warm that to me, I thought that was, I, I didn't know any, of any other parenting method. And so, I, um, you know, I got married very young. I was 20 when I got married and, uh, and we didn't have kids right away. It, it took us eight years to have kids. And well, that wasn't by choice. That was just by, 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 you know, sheer luck. And for eight years, you know, we we focused on, on on work and seriousness. And when I finally had a kid, I finally was let loose, and and I was able to be the child I always wanted to be and be fun. And and to me, that came natural. Like, that the idea of having fun in the house with each other was natural to me. And and my kids have learned that they come to me to me to, with any question 
Because my default answer is yes, unless I can come up with a good reason to say no. Uh, many other parents, their default is no, uh, uh, unless they can, unless their kids can convince them yes. Uh, that's not me. I'm all about having a great time and having that relationship with the kids. Uh, and it's just about time and place, uh, teaching them that there's a time and place for everything. And, uh, and so for us, humor is a big part of our life. I do have three sons, which I'm told is the equivalent of having one daughter. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we, we really enjoy having fun with each other. Uh, you know, it, it gets a lot of hand sometimes, you know, my, my kids like to scare me just to see my reaction. So like they'll jump out of a closet and go, you know, and, and it's, scary it's really, really uh, no, but it's really hard not to, when you, when you're just going into a dark room, you open a closet door and, 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 and a kid jumps out screaming. That's really hard not to be scared. So I, we made a rule in the house. Friday night's the only night we can scare each other and there's no repercussions for doing it. <laughs> so, so it's a free That's zone. That's an amazing rule. That is a great rule. So, so it was, rule. what's awesome. I'll go to the bathroom and, and I'm on edge all Friday night because I know there's someone <laughs> hiding somewhere behind something. Uh, uh, and that's it. But, but the kind of humor that happens, like, you know, I, I, I don't understand. We have multiple bathrooms in the house, but as soon as I go into the bathroom, someone's knocking on the door. I'm like, come on, I can't be in here for more than a minute before someone bothers me. And I, and I, and I sat at the dinner table the other night and I said, look, I just want peace and quiet when I'm using the restroom. Please, I'm not there for that long. But for those few minutes, just please leave me alone. And I went to the bathroom and proceeded to be a parade knocking on that door for the rest of the night. It's a, and that's just my kid's sense of humor because, and, and, and I'm sitting in the bathroom going, oh my gosh, I love those guys. That is so freaking funny. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> and, it's, and so pulling pranks and having fun and telling jokes is really a part of what we do and and it's a part of life and it's an important part of really enjoying each other you know um if you ever read that book or or or, or hear about the you know the five love languages um and I, I think that there's one missing i really think there's a sixth love language and it's humor um and and it's missing from from that because my love language is humor uh if i'm sitting there joshing my kid or making fun of something about him it's because i love him uh and vice versa i fully expect if i make a a, a mistake that my kids are going to point it out and hold that over my head for the rest of my life, which is why I've only had two mistakes in the last decade. But, uh, uh, you know, that is a very big part of, of my love language is, is laughing with and laughing about uh, with uh, my boys and my wife. You know, my wife is, uh, you know, never is camera shy. She's more of a serious one because someone has to be the adult in the room. She has, you know, three sons and, and me, which I guess her baby. Uh, and, uh, and we have to, we get to play a lot together. And so, and it's fun. It's, I highly encourage the, the friendship of parents with their children beyond just the parental relationship. And that friendship that needs to be sincere so that the kids understand that, that you are, you do relate to them at their level when they're younger and then when they get older. And then ultimately, uh, as long as there's respect built into that, they do understand that you're the parent. Then uh, at the end of the day, nothing beats that love language. Uh, my wife very seriously tells me on a very regular basis that it is a good thing that you're funny because I make her laugh. And when you were mentioning the love languages, the socks not making it into the hamper or the toilet seat not making it down or whatever the case might be wait wait uh, you're supposed to put the toilet seat down what what <laughs> uh, well you got three boys it's different in your yeah, house well, it, it, yeah we we expect my wife to lift the toilet seat when she's done there's four of us it's courtesy <laughs> that's funny but uh, more often than not probably daily i hear it's a good thing that you're funny uh but that is i i think you hit the nail on the head that is one of my wife's love languages and she loves it and uh 
is very grateful that there is uh, quite a bit of humor in uh, our life. Zach, how about you? What what role does humor play in your household? Well, I, I will say when uh, my wife and I started dating, I was definitely extremely silly, uh, said some things that probably shouldn't have. Hmm because I thought they were funny, but uh, she did not. Uh, but if, eventually, like, once we got married and ended up having kids, I don't know exactly what it was, but right after we had Emery, I, I became really serious. And the only thing that I could think of is I just felt this sudden urge of responsibility, like just feeling like every decision I made was so important. Sure. And I just needed to be serious about everything like, like her life depended on it, you know? So it, it took me a long time to get out of that mindset. And I'm, and I'm still responsible. I still make decisions based on that. And I'm sure my wife will say that I'm still trying to get better at it, but I, I'm trying to make more of an effort of being on the floor, doing tickle time and just saying silly things that Emery would agree with and that she would say back and then saying things to make my wife roll her eyes all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it just, I just had that sudden urge of responsibility for the longest time. Yeah. And it, it took me so long to get back to being my silly self. And yeah. it, it is a huge thing. Like you have to have laughter in the household, Absolutely. but it's just, I don't know what happened to me. Just, it just randomly happened, but I was able to find my way back. And it's funny you say it when I went into it, and I think a lot of parents do this as well, you almost feel obligated that, all right, who is going to be the funny, silly one? And then who is going to be the disciplinarian? And that that's not the case. You know, like you, you kind of need discipline and humor all at the same time. And finding that balance, you, you just learn as you go. In fact, I just assumed pre-kids that, she was going to be the disciplinarian and I was going to be the fun, silly one. And we actually found what works best for us is I am the two extremes and then she is the constant middle, meaning when someone needs to be stern and strict, I actually end up taking that role just naturally. Um, you know, I think I'm six foot five in deep voice and, you know, if, if I need to be stern and tell her what to do, she'll she'll listen um, but then I'm the one really more likely to be rolling around and tickling her and stuff like that. And then my wife is, you know, more of the constant fun, but, you know, loving companion, you know, kind of falls in between those two extremes and, and that works for us. And so it's really whatever works and even what you plan on prior to kids may change, you know, once you have kids. My advice for silliness with your kids, for lack of a better word, and this was something that I had to teach myself is don't be afraid of repetition as an adult jokes get old real fast you don't tell a joke and go oh my gosh that was so funny can you tell it again you know it's after one two you know three tells it's just not funny anymore but for kids it's the exact opposite they they find one little silly thing that in entertains them and they just want you to do that one thing over and over and over again and at first, you know, mm -hmm. I took pride in my humor. I was like, no, 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 we already did that silly thing. Let's do this silly thing now. And then she would kind of get upset. And I had to actually teach myself that, no, like these fun things that she genuinely gives a, you know, a gut laugh to. So 
embracing the repetition and knowing that, all right, it may be a little bit boring for you, but it is making, uh, you know, her day every day. There, there's a lot of almost routines that we have that end up becoming very repetitive to me, but she absolutely loves them. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. Uh, I was going to say from, from a perspective of having kids that are a little bit older, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm working with a 17-year-old uh, and a 20-year-old and, and a 13. Well, my 13-year-old uh, is, uh, you know, he's finally became a teenager. So he now knows absolutely everything. All of all of the knowledge on earth has gone into, he has it all. So he's the smartest thing on the planet at the moment. Uh, and and of course. And, and, uh, and, uh, while, while meantime, my 20 year old is realizing now that he doesn't know everything. Uh, so, so it's a little bit different. The rep, uh, while I agree with you when they're young, that's, that's, those, those routines are very important. Um, uh, as they get older, they want some, uh, some spice in their life and they're gonna, and they're gonna challenge you and they're gonna, and they're gonna bring you the spice sometimes, uh, and, 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 uh, give back your humor at a level that is, um, a little inappropriate, shall I say, and then it becomes a little tricky to be able to guide them in the area of what's right and what's wrong and what's okay and what's not okay. You know, like uh, um, Brian, you know, your daughter, the way she pronounces Fox, uh, it, it's a riot, okay? And that's really funny. <laughs> right. You know, you know she, that she's dropping the F-bomb every single time she wants to say the word Fox, but that's not funny when they're 17 anymore, okay? Right. That's just not funny. Right. <laughs> when they're dropping the F-bomb every three words. <laughs> you, know, instead, you know, no, no, the word is very, not effing. Okay, you know it's very important, not effing important, right? So, so uh, there's there's the whole dynamic of using humor to offset sometimes and to deflect what can be sometimes a harsh conversation. So, and and I and I found that the kids appreciate the fact that um, I can connect with them at a very serious level, and I do that sometimes by bringing in the humor to to lighten the mood and to lighten the uh, the you know the real life issues that we're dealing with. So you talked about um, a style of humor and um, especially censoring, for lack of a better word. What what approach have you taken to your comedy? I, I've noticed that there is like a line that you almost dance around without crossing. Yeah. Well, so 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 look, it, it's too easy. Comedy is too easy to, uh, when you're being vulgar. Uh, it, it's to me that's lazy comedy. Uh, you know, um, and I, and I've been to the comedy clubs and it's, it's just too easy. And, and there's, you know, I hate this, I hate to say it because of what happened in his life, but, but, um, God, Bill Cosby's humor before he went to what Bill Cosby right. became, right. uh, was, was always clean. Right. Uh, uh, right. His ability to deliver a joke never relied on sexual innuendo or dirty words or things like that. Uh, um, Mel Brooks. Uh, uh, would would skirt on on toilet humor, and and maybe a little bit on language, but he he never dove into 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 being nasty. Yeah. Um. And, and and those are my role models when it comes to comedy. I, mm -hmm. I you know Bill Cosby's not my role model. Right. Uh, but but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so my comedy uh, uh, when I when I tell a joke it, it needs to be clean. It can't have bad words in it. It needs to be uh, something that I would not be embarrassed if my child, if I overheard my child saying it. Uh, I will, I will get on the line of subjects that are a little on the edgy side, um, and um, but but and I'll push that boundary a little bit. And and one time I will tell you, one time I went over. Um, I I did a TikTok where I uh, I suggested if someone was bored to um, randomly uh, uh, pick a number and text them that uh that you move the body now what 
Okay. And I thought that was a funny suggestion in, 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 uh, in a TikTok world that people would not take that seriously. Well, people started doing it. And people were now texting by the hundreds of thousands, random numbers saying, I just moved the body, now what? And it got one person, one of my followers in trouble with the police. <laughs> and and, uh, and oh so I had goodness. to pull that down because, because I realized that if I, if my son actually did that, I would be, I would have a problem with that. So, right. so I pulled it down. That was, that was the limit for me, but, but I'll make edgy jokes about, uh, you know, skirting on issues of death or, or, uh, or, you know, uh, or mothers-in-law or, uh, or I even, I even, I did a joke on, um, that touched on suicide that, uh, that I thought a lot about before doing it. Um, uh, and the joke, I'll even, I'll just say the joke now. The joke was, you know, the more suicide people there are, the less suicide people there are. Uh, and, uh, and, and it was, to me, it was just a math joke as far as I was, right. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't suggesting people should be suicidal and I wasn't, you know, coming out pro suicide. Uh, I took a lot. It of is a math joke. It's, uh, like that, uh, there are three types of people in this world, people that could do math and people that can't the people who can exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, and I took a lot of heat for that joke, but I left that up. I, uh, one of my favorite comedians was actually recommended to me by a priest and it was Brian Regan for that reason. Like he is just so clean and funny and silly and, you know, and, and he can be over the top without being vulgar and crude. Uh, I also taught and directed improv for many, many years. And one of my very strict rules was like no vulgar, no fighting. Like the the sex jokes are just so easy, or cursing is right. so easy. Yeah. You know, finding humor other ways requires intellect, and and I love smart humor. You know, on, on, on my on my lives, I do a thing for my just for myself, for my own satisfaction, which is that I, I realize that the number one thing people ask me on my lives is is what do I do for a living, and that's because I'm always in a tie and, and a nice shirt. People just assume I'm a lawyer or an accountant or whatever, and so they're always asking me what I'm doing. And and I got tired of saying the same thing over and over and over again because uh, it just became very repetitious. So I use that to hone my improv skills, and I will on the spot make up a job. And then take it to its extreme, and I will do that five or six or ten times during a live, different jobs. Uh, I, you know, I, and I and the idea is to deliver it with a straight face, and 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 convince whoever's on the live who asked the question. That's what I do for a living. Uh, you know, examples like a, you know, uh, I'm a therapist for uh, for fish. Uh, I'm the fish whisperer, and but not just any fish, only tropical fish. And then I'll go on, and then I'll say I, I hold a patent. How do you on, do it with a method. straight face? And that, that's oh, that, that's the hard part. <laughs> I'm gonna start joining your lives and asking what you do for a living, like every five minutes. I was gonna say I'm gonna start People joining your lives, and I also want to come visit on a Friday when your boys are there and join in the festivities of <laughs> trying scary. to scare you. <laughs> oh, I get to scare them back. That's the beauty. <laughs> that's true. Oh, I go. Oh my God, Michael! I just accidentally gambled your entire college fund away. <laughs> ah, it's Friday night. Scared you, dude. <laughs> so in this article, I did find a, a quick list that I'm going to run through, and then I'm hoping that maybe you guys have some ideas or stuff to add. Uh, one was have a water fight, either just in the bathroom and have some fun. Don't worry about making a mess. You'll clean it up later. Or outside, grab some water guns and, you know, and, and the hose and, and just have a good time. 
Um, let your children give you a makeover, especially us dads. Have them do your hair, makeup, paint your nails. Again, just be silly and fun. Cook or bake together is something that one of my friends recommended to me. He does it all the time with his kids. They're a little bit older. Um, but don't worry about making a mess. That's part of the fun of it. Another thing that you could do is do like a breakfast for dinner or a reverse dinner where you like start with dessert and then you have your entree and then you have salad afterwards and just have some fun and be silly. Uh, that one actually reminded me, I had a really good friend that I met in theater and his wife passed away when his kids were younger. And obviously that was a really tough time, you know, for all of them, but he decided to try to turn it around and, and make it a tradition or a happy thing that they took his wife's birthday and made it a like yes day where the kids would take the day off from school and whatever they wanted to do, obviously in moderation or whatever they could do. And if they wanted to, they got to pick their foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and got to pick the activities. And it was like a, for the most part, whatever they say goes, and that would be their annual tradition. Uh, and it just helped lighten the mood of, you know, a really tough day for them in their lives. I thought that was a, a good idea. One that I thought was cool was make your own shoes. My dog, I'm going to do this one. Buy some like just blank canvas shoes and give them some paint and glitter or whatever and let them go nuts. My daughter would love that. She loves shoes and, and you know, arts and crafts. One of the things that my daughter and I do, one of the repetitious, repetitious jokes that I was mentioning earlier, while she's on the potty, I sit kind of next to her and our shower curtain is there. And she started this thing that she closes the shower curtain and then rips it open. And then I do a different funny face and then she closes it and opens it. And then I have a different face and I keep trying to challenge myself and see how many faces I can make. And man, she is just roaring over that by the end of it. And every single time. And it was also great for potty training because she loved being on the potty and sitting there and doing this stupid uh, game. Shaping your food into fun shapes, obviously like pancakes. My my daughter loves her uh, Mickey Mouse pancakes or trying to make some fun chili shapes. Those were all just fun ideas. Any other things that you guys wanted to add? Lev, especially you were mentioning how different it is with older kids. What are some things that you do to keep things lighthearted at home? So I will tell you, first, I'll start with the younger kid, because uh, because I remember when my son was just going to school and we had a hard time getting him to eat certain foods. And uh, and so I would take um, um, sliced cheese, American cheese, and I would use a Q-tips and food coloring and uh, and create works of art on his cheese. Oh. Uh, uh, so when, when he got to school, he would open up and there'd be rainbows or a house or a barn and things like that. And I'd sit up at night for an hour, an hour and a half doing artwork on cheese with Q-tips and, uh, and which was all fun and dandy until we realized he was consuming so much food coloring that weird things were happening during toilet time. Uh, and, uh, we were getting some surprises <laughs> that we didn't understand until we realized how much food coloring this kid was consuming. Oh my but, God, uh, that's but funny. that's one of the things we do with food. Oh, you know, now that they're older, the truth of the matter is that, is that, um, we unplug ourselves every Friday night. You know, we, there are no phones, there are no, there's no electronics. So we spend time with each other. Uh, we play games, we play backgammon. We're ferocious, ferocious game players. Uh, and, and we're very competitive and we trash talk with each other all the time. And, and that's, that's all part of the fun in, in, in game. It, it, it's it's a it's a safe zone. We're not really gonna hurt each other, whatever it is. But we'll but we'll play backgammon. We'll play hearts. We'll play uh, uh, casino. We'll play all kinds of card games and board games with each other. We'll play risk and uh, um, 
and and that we'll do that all, Friday night uh, um, when they're not scaring me is really much a, a, a pretty much a game night for us in the house. Um, Did you ever so get that's one thing back that we do. with the teenagers with and unplugging, kind of taking their phones away and unplugging? So the answer is uh, no, and and not because they don't want to, but because you know we, we're we're Orthodox Jews and we unplug for the Sabbath anyway, and okay. the kids only know of that uh, from from Friday night until Saturday night. So we are completely unplugged as as and everyone they know are, is like that too. So oh, it's really wow. a family-oriented time of visiting family and friends, and uh, and it's uh, it, the only option is to engage in in real life and have friends that are real that are not just you know snapchat or 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 you know followers on on social media these are real friends and and it helps them um learn how to socialize better and so it, it's the upside to to our our religious observance but uh yeah so it's not it's never been difficult for us nice Excellent. i can understand how it would be because if i tried doing that on a tuesday they, they'd shoot me right. <laughs> <laughs> zach how about you well, um, so going back to the, the pancake suggestion that you were doing about making uh, pancake shapes, um, definitely watch what kind of shapes you end up making. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I decided to get a little carried away and a little bit on the inappropriate side oh, one time. So no. now we just stick with the pre-made frozen egos with shape, the characters already engraved in them there you go. <laughs> and and emory loves those just as much but uh yeah i mean the the water the water fight was a, a big one that we got this summer um i went and got those little rockets that you suck up the water in and, sh and oh, shoot yeah. them out and emory just ate those up and she was playing with them four or five times a week and would not put them down and had a panic attack every time we had to go inside so she really loves doing that another thing that we like doing is anytime we order something off amazon which is daily uh we take the box that it gets delivered in and we like lay it flat across the floor and we take off all our clothes and well her clothes and uh <laughs> I got and, uh, yeah <laughs> and we give uh, her finger paint and she just finger paints all oh, over the box that's a great idea so, so she loves doing that so it's kind of like the, the shoe idea but it's more of a, a, a free realm at that point you know I, I collected boxes one at one point and we just we just collect all the boxes and then we created a wall down our living room uh floor to ceiling wall our boxes and then let the kids just run right through it and that was just that was more fun than buying him a present just we would build things from our, our these boxes and run right through did, did um, you start I, like making levels and seeing how far you could jump over them first and then it led no. to the running through <laughs> i will tell you though that sometimes my wife will fall asleep especially you know on a, on a friday evening as we're sitting around and and my boys have come up with this contest to see what they can stack on top of her before she wakes up <laughs> and so and so we'll start with small pieces of lego and, and then and then and the, the bonus is if you can get the dictionary on her because we have a big dictionary if you can get the dictionary on her without her waking up you win that's it. Oh, hands down, you win. <laughs> My wife will wake up and stuff all over and go, come on, guys, come on. Lev, I got to admit, it took me a second. When you said I collected boxes, I thought you meant like like playing cards or coins like ooh, I, I no. a stint of my life i was really into cardboard boxes and i had a whole collection of them i was like who collects boxes and i was like oh he just meant he had a pile of them we had a bunch of boxes that we collected instead of throwing out <laughs> taylor taylor commented in the in the youtube chat that emory every time we get a box now from amazon she instantly assumes she's gonna paint it she goes oh i paint that <laughs> 
And it looks like the uh, the voting is uh, completed. And uh, Lev, it looks like you won uh, the joke of the week this week. So congratulations! With uh, we all knew that was going to happen. <laughs> okay, right. so so when is the when when is the uh, truck with the cash pulling? <laughs> Soon, I'm I think it's on me. its way. I got to uh, send it over there. Um, but uh, any final thoughts that you guys want to add in before we wrap things up? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a, a few seconds. Okay, uh, and that is that that relating to your kids at, uh, with humor really equalizes the relationship because uh, humor is not a hierarchical uh, uh, way of communicating. It's a way of sharing. So ultimately, you're sharing the laughter, right? Uh, uh, a good joke takes takes someone down a path, and then when they're not paying attention, you punch them in the face with the punchline that they didn't know was coming, and then you laugh together. And right. that joy that you share together uh, creates really strong bonds. And and if you can do that with your kids, uh, it'll have everlasting effects, so much so that when it's time to be serious, they'll get it. They'll get that, that something is, needs to be dealt with. So it's easier for me to discipline my kids without getting over the, over the top mad because they understand when I'm being serious and serious. I will say the one thing that I wanted to add, and I mentioned this last podcast episode, but my best advice is just get down on the floor. I am telling you, I can't tell you how many fun experiences I've had where, you know, my daughter is sitting there playing Legos and she's having a good time playing by herself or whatever. And I just sit on the floor and, and more often than not, then she brings me into whatever she's doing and, and she'll incorporate me and kind of guide how she wants to play. But if I'm standing up, walking around, or even on the couch, she's less likely to do that. When I bring myself down to her level, then she's more likely to just start engaging with me somehow. So I, I strongly recommend that. Just sit on the floor as much as you can with your kids. Yeah, and then I'll go ahead and add one more final point, and I'm sure Lev will be able to agree with this. Time flies. So take advantage of the time that you have now while they're still young and, and be able to create those memories and those moments before it's too late. Like, yes, you can work all the overtime you need to if you if you want to provide for your family. If, if the overtime, if you can live without it, spend the time with your family. It, it's so much better to have the memories with your family than it is remembering everything they did without you. I, I agree with that. And I'll tell you one, one other piece of advice, and that and that is that uh, that you know parents tend to be a little more uptight with their first children uh, as they're learning. So my suggestion is to have your your second child first. <laughs> Good <laughs> advice. And on that note, I, Lev, where can people find you if they want more of your content? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the real Lev Stark on TikTok, and that's that's the best place to get me. Wonderful. Zach, how about you? Uh, I am at Zach the Girl Dad on both TikTok and Instagram. All right, and I am bearded underscore Brian. Same thing on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Thank you both so much for joining us. I appreciate it. For all of you listening out there, again, check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Dynasty of Dads. Any support that you guys provide will go right back to the podcast and help us continue making great content for you guys. Um, again, I really appreciate you guys coming and uh, joining us tonight. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, write a review, all of that fun stuff. Until next time, let's continue to be better parents together. Thank you, everyone, and have a good night.